I want to, uh, I want to just give a, a quick kind of an announcement, but this is like a praise report announcement, and that is, um, that thing's rough, but Wednesday nights, if you do not come to Life Group or the Refuel Classes, I just really feel bad for you. I really do. I mean, if you work in second shift, you know, I can't do a lot with that. But I want to tell you that I have been praying for a cancer-free zone on this property. I know what I just said. Don't have a problem with that. I've heard two praise reports of people being cancer-free uh, Wednesday night, you heard it again, then I heard one yesterday. I believe God can do anything, church. I do. I, I believe there's nothing. In fact, it doesn't matter about what I believe. There is nothing that God cannot do. He, he can do everything and anything. But we're living in a time where trusting God for everything is discouraged or either explained away that, you know, well, God doesn't work at that level anymore, like God's lost power, or there's not a need for God to work at that level anymore. And all, all these, these, and their doctrines, they're not out of the Bible. Well, calling them out's out of the Bible, but all it is is an attempt to pull people away from the full nature of God and the Spirit of God, and, and what God can do. And this is a, a prime, this service today, if you're visiting, God bless you. We're so glad to have you in or outside the building. In fact, Derek, while I'm saying this, I, if it won't mess anything up up there, if you could just put that, that uh, comment this week from people that watch Church Outside. This was a YouTube video, uh, not, not preaching. It was of a song uh, done... I, I, Several years ago, but somebody watched, uh, and we don't put people's names, but this is public domain stuff, and, uh, you know, but this is a, a song that the characters had done one Sunday years ago. This had me crying. I, I want uh, Jesus to wash me clean, cleanse me from every filthy way in me, to live again, to be restored again with joy and destiny. I don't know where that person lived. They could live a mile from the church or they could live a hundred, ten thousand miles from this church. But my point is that everything matters in God's house every week. God wants to do anything that needs to be done in the life of a believer one way or another. But, but we've got to quit shutting God out and shutting God down except for the things we're comfortable with or we need immediate help with. That's it in a nutshell. And God just really did a work. And it, it was so unplanned Wednesday night. And I love that because that's when God always does what he does. I hope your, your Wednesdays are fulfilling wherever you are. But I know for a fact what went down Wednesday night. I'm telling you, it, it, and, and I, you know, at the end, I said, don't go out of here. I told Mike Webb, and then I told Mike sure because he'd be the first one to say it. I said, don't, don't go out of here and say we had the best life group we ever had because we didn't do Opie's handout that he prepared. 
and uh, but all that would have been true, though. It would have been true. But we've been talking about for a week now about being available. And, you know, that's what this whole service is kind of pointing to. When you are available and, and, and we make ourselves completely available to the Lord, then, then God just moves in a great and mighty way. And, and God does great things and great and mighty things. So I'm just looking because I want to make sure Every week I come in here and I miss people in church and I'm just glad to see all of you. You know, all I see is lights, all you see is forehead. And so I wanted to make sure that, that I see all of you because I'm glad you could have been anywhere. And I'm so grateful for that. But I just want to talk to you for, for just a minute now about a man everybody knows, even non-believers know of a man named Elijah. Well... Elijah is always the focal point when you're talking about uh, miracles, Mount Carmel, whatever. It's always about Elijah, but I, I want to talk about Elijah, but I want to talk about somebody else that was in his life that was completely available. So will you close your eyes for just a minute? Lord, I know I'm about to read out of the holiest of all books. It's your word. And, and I just need you to help me. I'm made out of dirt, and you know that. You made me. So, God, will you just say what you want to say right now? Because we all need to hear from you. Lord, I, I really need to hear from you. Because this is the only thing that sustains, that, that feels is your word. And I just pray, God, that you would help me to stay focused. Help us not to distract each other or be distracted by anyone or anything. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to look in the book of 1 Kings. If you've got the Multitudes app, church app, you can, you can see all of these, these notes, what notes there are. But the scripture's there. I'm actually going to read to you starting with verse 41. You have verse 43, but I'm going to take you into 43. It says, then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. I got that out the first time, didn't get it out the second time. And then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. That's very uncomfortable to do that, but let me just park and tell you this. And I think Frankie quoted me Wednesday night. Sometimes God will tell you to do weird, cockeyed stuff that just is not normal looking. Amen? Don't make sense. And because of those two reasons, most people don't do them. But he bowed his head on the ground, put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there's nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, Go up and say to Ahab, which was the king, prepare your chariot 
and go down before the rain stops you, the rain that hadn't started yet. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black and clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. And then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he girded up his loins and he ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. I want to go through that story one more time, but I want you to get, I want you to get a good picture burnt in your brain about this because this story is you. You. This is your story today. And all it was, there was a, there was a, a drought, not for days, but for over three years, there was a drought. Because the man of God said there's going to be a drought, there was a drought. And then the man of God prayed for rain, and the short version is, there was rain, but there was a process where me and you we get called at. God will tell us something or show us something or reveal something to us and, and you know, we, we receive it. We really do because God said it and we receive it. But there is that process in between receiving it in your heart and doing the next thing. So it's like this. God tells you something. And then he tags and says, okay, you're it. That's how they notify the cleaning teams each week. Okay, tag, you're it. And he says, okay, I'm telling you this, Opie. This is what's going to happen. This is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to see. This is what's going to go on. Tag, you're it. And the tag, you're it part is usually one of them weird things that requires you to be or do something weird. And that's where we clock out at. We like hearing we even like receiving, but that tag your it part, that's some freaky stuff that freaks us out. It's usually always guaranteed to be a one-man, one-woman trip. It's guaranteed to be humiliating and embarrassing while you are doing it. Guaranteed every time. So this is what happened in this story. Elijah told his servant, he says, God said, there's going to be rain. I'm praying for rain. I need you to go up from where we are to where you can look at the sea because they were down, so he had to go up, and I need to tell me what you see. Sure enough, he went, went up to the top, and then he came back down. He said, uh, what did you see? He says, nothing. And then he says, are you sure? Nothing. He said, I need you to go up again. So he turns. And I can't even imagine what's going through his head. I went, there was nothing. He said there would be rain. There's no rain. I told him there was no rain. And he comes back down and he says, what did you see? He says, nothing. He said, do it again. I'm going to tell you, this is where we might do it one or two times, but then we give up. 
No, it must have been my flesh. God didn't say that. God ain't going to do that. That's too big. I'm not worthy. God can't do that. I messed up. I really, really, really did it wrong. I did it bad. And and I just blew it. God gave it to me. It was a great opportunity. And it's on me. So God didn't tell me to do it. He's not going to do it again in my life. He said, what do you see? He said, I don't see nothing. He said, go again. So by the fourth time, I, I don't even know, other than being worn out and and, you know, and I'm, I just got a good feeling that, that our servant wished he had been hitting the Peloton or something like right now. But he did. He went and looked. Came back. He says, what did you see? What did you see? He said, I didn't see nothing. Again. Go again. Go again. I don't care how long it takes you. Go again. See me and you? I tell you this all the time, almost weekly. We are so groomed to a drive-through window. Hey, Amazon Prime today, people. That's the way we roll now, amen? You know you've been upgraded and you're going to start getting it in one day now. Amen? You can't wait. You can't do it seven times. You can't pray seven times. You're not going to pray seven minutes. I mean, my blessing is in less than seven seconds usually. Go again. Go again. And wow. He was going, let me tell you a back story on this story. Because this is you today. I've already told you this is you. Sinner, I'm an atheist. I wasn't raised like this. I just happened to log on and see this today. It's on Facebook, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is still you. Let me tell you the thing that is so unique, not just about Elijah, but let me talk about that servant for one minute while he catches his breath. See, this is the the way you can separate from being available and not really being available. See, Elijah was so available that he spoke it. Go, 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 go. But that servant, that servant, this is you today. That servant was so available that he was willing to seek it. And see, that is where the rubber meets the road, y'all. That's the other side of the happy miracle that everybody wants to see or everybody needs. No, I don't need help. Okay. And that's where we get caught up. Better preach with this hand. Hold the mic with this hand. 911 will be in here to get me in a minute. We get so caught up in the way we are used to doing business, in the way we are used to seeing things, and we love immediate gratification. But God does not work like Prime. God doesn't work like Taco Bell. 
He's God. He'll always be God. He's got a perfect time. He's got a perfect place. He's got a perfect situation. And it's, all, it's not about, it's not always about your level of faith or what you've done wrong or what you've done right. And I know people have been told that. Well, you didn't have enough faith. A lot of times that's just a crock. And I'm sorry it's a crock. Because God waits and we have scripture to back this up and reinforce and prove this. You know what God's all about? Getting ultimate glory. If he wasn't, he wouldn't have waited three, four days till Lazarus was stinking. But what was his reasoning for that? That would be a perfect moment in time and in history when God would get more glory than doing it early. So a lot of times, it's not about what you did, Daniel. It's about that you prayed, but it took 21 days to get the demon taken care of that's really in opposition of you being blessed by God. But you don't give up. You know what you do? You go again because you are so available to God. If God says go one time or God says go seven times, all you know to do is just go because you were bought and you were paid for and now you're completely available. He goes seven times... And when he came back the seventh time, you know what happened? That cloud. In fact, years ago, we had this same message in a different way. There used to be a cloud. Do any of you remember it? Used to hang somewhere about right here and on purpose. I left it up. All it was was like pillow filling, and it hung down on a rod right there. Just real small cloud. It was somewhere right in here. And I, I left it. And you, I left it because when visitors or people dropping off packages would come in or delivering flowers for a funeral or what, they'd want to know what that was. Did we forget to take it down? I said, no, let me tell you what that is. That's a sign of faith right there. That's walking what you say you believe, who you say you are. That's all that is. Seventh time, he came down. He said, I see. You see, I love this right here. He didn't see the black clouds yet. He didn't even, you know how you can smell that rain? He, he didn't even smell the rain. All he saw was just a little old cloud. And this is what I love too, church. I love the fact that Elijah was a prophet and he prayed it and said it was going to happen, but it was the availability of that servant that allowed him to see the cloud even before the prophet saw the cloud. And all this comes from being available. I don't understand. I had somebody talk to me three weeks ago. We talked for over a half an hour. They were sobbing. They had, they, they, it was conviction is all it was. And I said, let me tell you. But, but their head was causing problems. Their heads were causing a lot of difficulty in, in just receiving Jesus Christ. And your head gets in the way of your heart all of the time. In fact, if you get your head out of the way, you can receive everything God has for you. But you've got to get your head out of what you think, what you've been taught, the way you believe. And you just got to say, Lord, I'm available. Derek, I don't know if you could throw you, Nathan, whoever could put that picture up there that's been on the bulletin about available. Because this is where we are. See, a lot of you are available in certain little prayer groups. Maybe you're available on life groups. 
or I know if you're in Emmaus, you might be available there, or if you're in a little ladies' Bible study or men's, when we have men's or we have ladies, you're available there, or you might be available in, uh, in youth on Wednesday night, but then when it comes to church, I'm not really available because there's too many people there, and I get freaked out with people, unless there's 10,000 football fans, then I'm not really freaked out at all. Go get me a beer and popcorn. Ooh. Why'd y'all get quiet on that? Spade's a spade, amen? It don't bother people. Listen, let me tell you something. Availability is just that. You're available. And this is where we're landing this plane today. It doesn't matter if God needs you. Office, at work. You're a piece of property. You are a piece of property. You're not a building. You're a piece of property. God's already paid for you. When he sent Jesus to the cross, he paid for you. He paid for you. God needs availability where you work at. Office. Retail. He, when you go shopping, you need to be as real and genuine as you were today when we were just flowing and rowing in the Spirit. Amen. You don't need to hide your candle under no kind of bush. That's why the world's in the shape it's in this week. Sin's always been sin. Do you know that? Sin has always been sin. But I got to tell you something. The church has lost its fire. The church loves the world so much it's adapted to the world. And now, living a holy, godly, sanctified, separated, on fire life from God is not cool, nor is it politically correct or socially acceptable. People will laugh at me, but are you going to go seven times or not? Is the question at this church today, are you just going to sit there and stay in the drought? See, it's flowing. We heard it Wednesday night. Cancer, cancer. We heard about all of a sudden somebody had $1,000 to show up that they didn't even ask for. And then we, we it, it just like was a, y'all know that we're there. We had about 20 people there. The youngest life group member that, month, I, that night, I think nine months old, something like that. So see, we, 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 we don't discriminate. We take them all. We take them all. And God wants to do this. He is doing this in this church, but I want to tell you, this is what's about to make me explode. He wants to do it in your life, and I can't get that out. I try to tell people, but it's like anything else. You can pray, you can prepare, you can study, you can get with teams and groups and put things together, but at the end of the day, all you can do is unlock and open the doors and say, come and get in Get what he has for you, but you cannot make a horse drink. You can only lead it to the water. Amen? And God wants you to drink because a lot of you are dry. And you have 
wondered what's going on and why can't I be fulfilled? Why can't I be happy anymore? It's because you need to go up to the mountain one more time and, and find that cloud that God has with your name on it and it comes from being available. If you will just say, Lord, I don't care if you want to do it in my school, I'm available. If you want to do it in this church, I'm available. You don't have to give me any details. I'm not going to talk back and say, God, none of my friends are doing it. It's embarrassing. They'll talk about me. They'll post stuff on Facebook or Instagram about me. I'll feel really weird and like an outcast. But that's where the money is, honey. And that's what you got to figure out. Choose you this day who you're going to serve. Are you going to serve the things of your flesh and what other people think? Are you going to say, God, I am all in for you. I'm available. You build what you want to on this property. You make a tent or you make a Taj Mahal. I'm just letting you know I am yours and I am yours forever and whatever you want to do wherever you want to send me if you want me to run around my car or your car seven times because you're about to go on vacation I'm going to go out there and I'm going to walk around your car seven times and pray and that is done on many occasions because I have seen what happens when you don't do it and I have wept because I've been disobedient and a lot of you know where I'm going with that story. When God tells you, to, and I'm going to do it, I know Steve's here today, but a lot of you don't know this story. This is, I don't know, four or five years ago, Steve came in here to do something in the church, and his parents, he and his parents always go down to Alabama over the summer to stay with family. And God told me, I mean, that's a bold statement. Listen to me, my sheep know my voice. I know what he says. I know what he says. I might have weird feet and two of my toes are stuck together for real, but I got some good ears. I know when God speaks to me. He said, you need to pray for Steve. I said, okay, Lord, touch Steve, give me a safe He said, no, you need to pray for Steve. You need to go pray for him before they go on that trip. I did not do that. Everybody looking and listening. You might not care about what I'm saying, and that's fine, but don't distract somebody that's drinking right now. I didn't do it. Hours later, just a few hours later, we got a call that I couldn't handle. I know Ray remembers it. I think he and I, Mackie, maybe Joe. Yeah, I, we, I remember eating at Zaxby's down there at Bishopville. We had to go all the way. Somewhere in Georgia, somewhere, Savannah, that area, ladder come off of a truck. Caused them to flip several times. Steve got out, but his dad still has trouble. Major surgery, his mom and all this. And you know what eat the preacher up? Still eats me up to this day. I cannot get over it. I was disobedient. I didn't go the seventh time. I didn't see the cloud the first six times, so I didn't go the seventh time. You can say all you want to to try to make me feel better or make you feel better at some time. Well, preacher, that probably would have happened. No, it would not have. No, it would. that's a bold statement. Yeah, it is, and it's a God statement. No, because I had to learn a valuable lesson at somebody's near-death experience expense. Obedience is better than sacrifice, church. 
You don't have to obey God and get what He has for you. But I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, it comes at a cost that you will be so grief-stricken when you have to pay it. And all God wants is availability. That's all God wants. He wants to build on you something great. That is, by the way, why you are still alive. And availability is really, when you get to a level, you say it when, well, I just prayed. You know how many people I've prayed for? I didn't see them get healed. And that affected me on telling somebody else. I did it with Nelson this morning. I'm going to say this. Out of the faith of the Word of God, Nelson Sepulveda held a ladder for me back there while I was fixing something on that wall. God said, go down and tell Nelson, I'm going to heal him. You don't know this, but Nelson's on two kidney transplant lists. God's going to heal him. God, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah El Shaddai, Adonai, Elohim, He, Jehovah God, is going to heal him. He's going to heal him. I say that not on anything that I bring to the table. I am dust, I'm a vapor. I say that based on the voice and the power of an omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent God. And I don't, I don't have a problem saying that. I don't, I don't, I don't worry about saying that. I don't shake or and I don't I don't get upset or wonder if it's gonna happen. What if he goes? I don't do that because that's Doubtville, North Carolina. I just walk in what God says, and I walk up there one more time. If he don't do it today, I'll walk up there, and I'll look again, and I'll praise. And that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to walk up one more time. He wants you to keep walking. If you don't see it, keep praying. If Jesus Christ had to pray for a blind man two times, me and you need to keep knocking, seeking, and asking until God does what he wants to do in our life. Amen? I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Father God, this is your word. It's not my word. God, you just graciously allowed me to open it up and share it. Lord, that's all I can do. And I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you would just do what only you can do today. Be glorified. Be uplifted. Be exalted. Lord, and I pray that we would catch a servant's Spirit of availability. Or it doesn't matter what it is. If it's something that's up front or behind the stage or out of eyesight, Lord, we, we, we don't care about any of that. All, all we're wanting to do is glorify you, Father. So build on this property. Do what you want to do. And I will just be available. I'm just going to be available. I'm an available person for you, Lord, until you take me home. In Jesus' name, I want you to give God a hand clap of praise, and I want you to worship the Lord this morning.